Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Well, here we are, Craig, with, I think, our very first tribute episode of 2024. How exciting. Ooh. <laughs> it's an event. It's- our first tribute episode. January is always fun. because It gives... Gives me something to talk about at the beginning. It's our first XYZ <laughs> of the new year. Uh, oh, and okay, then I'm scraping great. for things. I'm excited. Come February. <laughs> I can tell. We're both very excited. Because yes. We're just, boy, we can't wait to talk about this damn movie. But before we talk about the movie, let's talk about who we're, who we're tributing. Burt Young. Yeah. Um, aged 83, died in October of last year, and we'd been meaning to get a tribute episode out, but darn it, when you people die in the middle of the holiday season, you know, we've I got know. all these Christmas plans and Halloween plans, we got to wedge in that Thanksgiving horror movie somewhere, we we tend to put it off. We've got a couple tribute episodes uh, that we're going to try to bang out this month, and Burt Young is the first of them. It's funny because you're so you're so determined about. I them. care. Like, like, like when when Burt Young died and the the lady that we're gonna do next week, you're like, we gotta do a tribute. I'm like, okay. And then so much time, so much time goes by, and I I, I just I figure you'll you forget. forget, but you don't. You want me to forget, don't you? No, I don't care. I mean, I like Burt Young. You, you know, I, I like him. <laughs> We've done, uh, he was in Amityville too, and we did that, and that was a fun episode. I really liked that. Oh, God. Fun movie, fun episode. I've actually, that's one of those few kind of dumb movies that I've gone back to a few times, just because it was so quirky and weird. Oh, God. It was I, I weird. Really that. <laughs> it was fun to talk about. <laughs> and he was in that, and of course, you know, I think, I don't know, guys our age, what what I know him from is Rocky. He was Rocky's dumb, big mouth brother-in-law, Adrian's brother. Mm -hmm. But, but I loved him in those movies. I thought he was funny. Uh, He really brought like some levity to those. I don't know. Like he and Sylvester Stallone just played off one another so well. Like he was the little big mouth, tough guy. And Stallone was the big dummy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Love those movies that he was in almost all of them. I think he is in all of them. All of them except I don't the, know. the latest ones or whatever. Yeah. They kind of go to Creed. When, when they like switched that. it to Creed's kid, right. But he's always the same. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the, the man doesn't have any range. And that's all right. That's fine. Like What a lucky gig. Yeah, good for you. You're famous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when you need this kind of like tough talking, wise cracking, wise guy, Brooklyn y Italian American dude. He's the guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and he milked it for all it was worth. All over TV, <laughs> all over movies. If you're going to be an actor, you need to find a gig. You know, you need to specialize in one little thing and just milk that for all it's worth. That's the two kinds of acting. There's the actors who have all this range and can do amazing things and seem to be able to disappear into any character. And then there's that other actor on the other end of the spectrum that gets wildly successful by just doing the same thing over and over again, and it's just needed a lot. <laughs> sure. You know? Right. And honest to God, like, it's been a long time. If you're a new listener and you haven't listened to the Amityville 
two episode. Like, the episode I I thought was fun, great, whatever. But you should watch that movie because it's it's nuts. It's bananas. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Just when you can't think it gets any weirder, you're just like, (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) And he's good in it. He's really uh, angry. <laughs> That's he truth. is hilarious in this movie because he's just this side character that just pops up to be that guy. Hey, I'm a I'm a cop and um, I'm, I'm cynical about things. Cynical <laughs> and aloof about everything that's going on. He's hilarious. He just hangs out in the side. Like, yeah, he, he has no no impact on the plot whatsoever. At all, well, like he—he's just a well. Okay, you're right at the end, but he's just a <laughs> yeah. I know he, what you mean. yeah. I mean, he's just a side character to laugh at. And it's, I thought it was pretty funny. It was one of the few things that I found amusing about this movie. <laughs> but you know, to be fair, and thank God for this anyway. A lot of times we get these uh, tribute episodes, and we dig out something that this actor has done, and uh, it turns and out like, in it. Like Kelly Preston in, in Christine. I still feel bad about Kelly Preston. Oh, God. <laughs> we did her dirty. <laughs> we did her we, dirty. Well, we didn't have any other choice, did we? It's, no, I, I, don't so. I don't Bert think Young, so. Burt Young. I mean, honestly, his tri- his best tribute episode would be would have been Amityville, but damn oh, yeah. it, he was still alive then. This time, <laughs> <laughs> this time, though, at least he's in it a lot. He's in probably every third scene. But, you know. You're right. It's like, what can you say about it? He's playing that guy he always plays, so, and he's doing a fine job of it. So the movie, the movie that we're doing is Blood Beach from 1981. And I admit, I had high, I don't know, my hopes were I know you did. You were, no, you were excited. <laughs> I kind of was. No, this movie, this movie pops up every now and then in my consciousness for reasons I can't explain or backtrack. I can't figure it out. But for some reason, this movie has always been in my consciousness as one of those early 80s horror movies that we need to get to because it seems interesting. And I think it's only because of the compelling poster art. It has a woman with really freaky eyes who is sinking into sand on a beach. And obviously something's pulling her down into it or something like that. And I guess I've always thought, ah, that's that's cool. Yeah. It's like tremors, but... No, it intentionally looks like Jaws because that's what it's capitalizing. It 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 looks like a woman who's I don't remember yeah. what the Jaws poster she's was. Drowning but, in a... I mean it's it's basically like she's being attacked by a shark, except she's not in the water, she's on the beach and she's getting pulled down into the sand. And that's what this movie tries to be. It just fails miserably. Oh god. Oh god. But no, I was I was excited about it too, because I really like I don't know, you seem to have some misconception that I don't like old, stupid 80s movies. I, I do. No, you do. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's kind of my jam. Like, I, I, I really like 80s movies. I'm super, super nostalgic for the 80s. I think once we go back towards the 70s is when you uh, yeah, interest. Yeah, a little bit. Fair. But I was kind of excited about this, too, because it's 80s, you know, and I, I fully anticipated it being bad, and I was... Oh, yeah. I was stoked. I'm like, great. I love a bad 80s movie. That's fantastic. And uh, I read a review on IMDb uh, that was like, this movie was awesome when I was 13, and it still is. (laughs) I was like, yes, I am so excited. And then I watched it, and it's just, it's 
boring. It's so boring. It is one of the most boring movies I have ever seen. I I, I just don't get it. There's no blood. No. There's a beach. Well, there's 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 that one scene. People get attacked by a monster in the sand, but you never really see it until the end, and then you barely do. So it's kind of just people, like, getting sucked into the sand. And not often. (laughs) No, not often. No, three or four times in the whole movie. I think that we were also a little bit fascinated by quicksand in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Or maybe just because we were kids in the 80s, we were fascinated God, by quicksand. I don't know. What I, happened to quicksand? Nobody ever talks about it anymore. And I, I thought, know. I used to think, you know, you needed to be careful walking down the street. Right. You might fall into it, you know? Some quicksand, you, you, don't, you don't know. that. That's scary stuff. But that's kind of what it's like. And there's, you said there's no blood. There is one scene where a girl is playfully at the beach, buried in the sand, and she's like, ah, I think something's biting my legs. Uh. And and everybody freaks out, and they pull her out of the sand, and it looks like she's had a menstrual emergency. (laughs) 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 There's just blood all over her legs. No wounds to be seen. Just smeared. Just smeared blood all in her downstairs. I don't even know where to begin with this movie because I don't understand what was happening. Like, you know what? I thought, surely, well, it's an underground sand monster, and underground sand monsters need to eat. Like, yeah. that's logical. I get it. But I don't think that was what was going on at all. No. And ultimately, <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I don't either. I didn't know what was happening half the time. I did know, however, that there's a couple here who seem to be rekindling a relationship that I have absolutely no interest in whatsoever. That was weird, too. Like, he's the main guy. The main guy's name is Harry, and he's Harbor Patrol? Yeah, LA City Harbor Patrol. (laughs) I couldn't figure out, like, because he was kind of palling around with the cops. I'm like, is he a cop? I don't get it. I I had to read the patch on his shoulder to get that. He goes to work every morning by running out of his house in these little tiny bathing shorts and, like, some sort of life vest i guess yeah that was my favorite part of the movie because he looked good in those little shorts <laughs> he had some nice legs nice stomach hmm hairy he did he's a good looking man i don't even have the actor's name written down i don't even know who that was but every time the dozen times that he runs out of his front door onto the beach in those little shorts, the same ones. He only has one pair. I wonder if they filmed all of that on the same day. Like, just just keep running out of the house in your shorts, and uh, we'll film you, and we'll throw different people in. It'll be like it's different times. <laughs> yeah, I think you're about right on that one. Well, this guy, by the way, is David Huffman, and uh, he was a pretty familiar face on television, as is, I think, almost every actor in this in this movie. It had a bit of the feel of a TV movie. Yeah, but there are a lot of famous people that pop up. There are. Well, David Huffman, um, he died, sadly, he died a few years after this. At, uh, he was only 39. This is his tribute episode. 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> he was only 39? What happened? That's sad. There was a thief who broke into some couple's motor home as he was leaving. Um, okay, I will just read this to you. He was bringing, this is it's kind of sad, really. He was bringing cookies to say farewell to his Of Mice and Men castmates at the Old Globe Theater. He spotted and chased a thief who had broken into a Canadian couple's motor home, and the thief stabbed him with a screwdriver. Oh, that's and terrible. He died. Yeah, what a terrible, terrible way. He left two children and... And a spouse behind, and he was only 39, so, um, you know, that's sad. But That is terrible. At any rate, he's in this movie, and he's got a... Great thighs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Another fairly recognizable TV actress, Mariana Hill... Uh, is his love interest now? I didn't recognize her from anything. Oh, I thought she had a very familiar face. You didn't think so? I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like I popped onto her IMDb page, and I just didn't. Nothing resonated. I'll tell you uh, immediately. I was like, she was in The Godfather, wasn't she? I was a little oh. wrong. It wasn't the first one, but it was the second one. She was Deanna Corleone. So. Yeah, I and and there was I think that's I remember that now looking at her page. I think that there was like a was there like a follow-up Godfather series or something I think. Mm-hmm. And anyway, more television though than movies, yeah. Yeah. I I've seen the Godfather movies, but I have not been obsessed with them the way that many men our age are. Uh, <laughs> so I don't I don't that that doesn't ring many bells with me. I've probably seen the second Godfather more than the first one cuz it's a lot of people would say it was even better. Well, I intentionally sat down and watched the whole trilogy, like because mm. everybody else talked about how great it was and like it was this huge cultural phenomenon. And so, sometime in uh, graduate school or just after, I I intentionally sat down and watched them all. And I remember thinking these are good movies, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. That's about all I remember. Like, well, yep, yeah. Good. I Good movies. Know, by that time, it's kind of a suffering, like, you know, the movie that inspired so many other movies, by the time you get around to it later in life, you've probably seen so many of the other movies it inspired that doesn't feel as emotionally resonating or as groundbreaking as it did when it first came out. I, sure. I, I sort of feel like, now don't get me wrong, actually, I have a different feeling about The Godfather. I still think it's very, I'm not obsessed with it by any means, but it's a movie that, that stuck with me for quite a while. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's inspired so many films since and, you know, that it kind of gets muddled in as just another mafia movie amongst the ones that came after. But uh, that first one, man, especially the ending, like that kind of hit me hard. I was like, I remember nothing about it. I, I just I, I legit I, I legit remember. I remember thinking I get it. I get why people really like these movies. It's yeah. good. And that's all I remember about it. All right. Well, anyway, Pauly. <laughs> yeah, well, Blood yeah, Beach. Burt Young. Was he in those <laughs> movies? Young. There was a part I, of me I that was like, wait a minute, was, was, was Pauly in those movies? God, you would. I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but... Uh, but he's, the, he's that kind of guy. He, he, he would work very well uh, as a mobster type guy. He was not in that movie, but he was in Serpico. He was in a lot of movies like it, for sure, right? And he's in it. Oh, so so Harry comes out in his little shorts, and he like talks to this old lady, and she's real nice, and she's got a dog, and she's like, Didn't see you yesterday. Hope you're not getting lazy. I got two to a day off. I figured I may as well sleep in. The whole family, that's the way it always begins. This one day, and it's the beginning of the end. Tell you what, I'll figure you a way to make it up, okay? <laughs> There's only one way for you to do that. 
the only man I know who can swim to work. You might as well be the only one who swims back home. <laughs> He runs off into the water because the big joke is that he swims to work. Like, isn't he just mm. at work? Like, doesn't he live at like? I know he lives on the beach. Which, by the way, I'm so fucking jealous. Like, I would kill to have his little house. Like, it's a little house, but it's right on the beach. Uh. That would probably sell for. $15 million today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But I love it. But he, she's like, oh, you're swimming to work again, huh? And he's like, yep. And he swims out. And then she's just walking her dog on the beach. And then it's like her, it's like she steps in a hole. That's what it looks yeah. like. It looks like she steps into a hole. And she's like, oh, no, I've stepped into a hole. But then... She starts to panic and screaming for help, and he hears her. I don't really understand why he can't see her. She, He's in the water. She's on the beach. There's nobody else around, apparently. Well, he's way out in the water. He's swimming to work. I sort of feel like maybe he didn't even hear her, although... He says he did. Yeah. He but... tells the other cops. He's like, I heard her, but... He couldn't see her. Anyway, she gets sucked down into the ground, kind of Tremors style, just not as exciting because it just doesn't really show it. This monster basically manifests itself through the entirety of the movie until the last seven minutes as holes. Yeah. (laughs) This is a scary movie about holes in the sand. That's true. That sucked you in and... And who knows what happens after that? You just disappear and nobody knows where you are. Unless they maybe find, like, an eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) There was an eyeball, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. You know, it's not very exciting either. That's the problem. Like, eat... All right, getting sucked into the sand, like Tremors. Tremors was an exciting movie. I thought that was a terrifying notion that you could just, like, get sucked into the ground by some creature. But in this, it's, it's like they're so low budget that... There's a shot of a woman who steps in a hole, and then they cut to her screaming face. And then they've obviously, like, cut to another shot where they have put her in a hole and buried the sand around her so that she can scream some more. And then, I don't know, cut to her dog, and then cut back to her, and now her head's in it. You know, it's just no action. No. I, I think that Spielberg got away with it because of the shark POV. Yes, yes. That built suspense. Like, honest to God, in Jaws, in the first Jaws, you barely, you never see that shark, really, until the end. And here, you don't see the monster until the end, but Jaws works. The, the, the music works. They try to copy that here, but it doesn't work. No. But I think yeah. it's a lot. It's the POV shots. It's seeing the victim from a distance and getting closer and closer and seeing where and how they are vulnerable. And also, like, the, there's thrashing and they get yanked. Right. Out. You know, I mean, there's right. water. You can do a lot more. It can seem real violent, even though they're really just splashing around and stuff. Whereas here, oh, my God, the sand. Now it's up to my head. Yeah. Then they go under. And nobody's ever around. Almost never is anybody around when these people get sucked in. Just when that one girl gets bit. Otherwise, it's just 
perfect timing that this creature gets people when they're like the only freaking person on the beach within earshot right. of anyone else. Except for the crazy homeless lady who watches multiple people get sucked into the beach <laughs> and just doesn't say anything. She doesn't care. I thought, I thought there'd be some twist, like she's in collusion with this monster or like something like that. Like she's its mother. Oh, God. <laughs> no, she's just crazy. She just likes to watch people get sucked into the beach. Honestly, God, like I don't know what to say about it because then it's just like... Uh, kind of, I guess, a mystery. The the girl that is the love interest, Harry's love interest, is the old lady's daughter. And so when Harry is telling the other cops, he's like, I, I don't know, she was there, and then she wasn't. And they're like, well, did you know her? He's like, yeah, I've known her for a long time. In fact, at one point, I was engaged <laughs> to her daughter. What? Who cares? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Catherine shows up, and this was such a funny dynamic to me, because Catherine, she shows up, and they've got this history, and so, like, there's kind of this immediate thing between them, but he's banging a stewardess. Like, he is, like, a stewardess girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and, and I, maybe they weren't, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, but they were in a sexual relationship because we see them bang well there was a scene that scene was kind of hot <laughs> no was, and wait i have in my of it. I, well first of all okay so Catherine shows up she says hi to harry they have kind of chemistry or whatever and then the Catherine runs into the homeless lady who watched her mother die what they do oh the police about your mother nothing they don't know anything not yet Dopey, stupid girl. Your mother was raped and murdered. That's not true. It is true. It happens every day. They lie about it to keep their job over there, not fooling me. Look, look, look. That's where she is. Caught up in very deep. So deep that nobody will ever find her. What? Yeah, that woman. What the hell? That certainly didn't happen. But then there's a scene with Marie. And I wish... So Marie apparently is like a Swedish flight attendant who is just mm. banging Harry when she's in town, I think. How did you how did you catch the flight attendant thing? I just saw this blonde woman show up and I had no explanation as to who she was or where she came from. <laughs> What's the other guy's name? There's another guy's name, Hoagie. 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 Which I thought was hilarious because that was um a guy in Jaws 4, Michael Caine's character in Jaws 4. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But anyway, Hoagie, who is Harry's friend, at one point answers the phone and says something really weird and inappropriate, but then hands it to Harry, and it's like it's the stewardess. Oh, and it's and it's I, I and it's Marie, and they plan on having a date later, but she gets sucked into a sandal, <laughs> so he doesn't come. <laughs> so he goes and bangs Catherine instead. Uh, but there was a a conversation where <laughs> they talked about Harry having a huge clock. And like they like they both side eyed each other or like, Yeah, I love your clock. <laughs> it was so funny to me. What was so that? Funny when she's like, Did you get your clock fixed? <laughs> I don't know, but it was a really, really funny dick joke. And um Yeah. I enjoyed it. And that's the only line I remember from the movie because though it is only eighty five minutes long. It, it took away five years of my life. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it is the longest, most boring movie. And worse yet, we had been talking back and forth via text and email about what we were going to do. 
but I had forgotten. And I, so I scrolled back through our text and I, and I figured out that we were doing this movie. And so I, I looked up where you could watch it and it was only available on one free streaming service that I had never used before. So I, you know, I signed, I signed up for this streaming service and I was watching it, but there were a minute and a half of commercials every like seven minutes no way yes and so not only did i have to watch the whole movie but like at least a half an hour worth of commercials so apparently you just overlooked that youtube link i sent you like a week ago i know and then then after i had finished watching it i was looking back and i you're like it's on youtube i i sent you a link and i was like god damn it <laughs> oh man I'm sorry you had to do that. I don't know. It wasn't any more fun without the commercial. Honestly, the commercials were probably more interesting than the movie. I-, I thought the movie was hard to see. You know, that scene that you said uh, between him and the stewardess was hot. I agree, kind of, except it was more like T's and A than T and A because I could barely see what was going on because the scene was so dark. Did you get that in your transfer or was it just the YouTube one that I saw? Uh, I feel like I remember seeing boobs, um, but that's not something that's particularly memorable for me, so I could just be kind of making that up. I do feel like I remember seeing the outline of his butt. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, it was that kind of made-for-TV thing where it's like, we'll show you silhouettes that suggest nudity. Without any actual... Yeah, nothing extreme. I don't know. I think I'm just, like, grasping for straws here because there's (laughs) there's not much to talk about. I mean, so they bang, and then the dog's head gets bit off. Yeah. <laughs> They're intercut with a, a woman out looking for a dog. and It's Catherine. That's, it's her, oh. her mom. Remember, her mom I couldn't even see. had that dog when she got sucked into the sand, and now the dog is out like looking for its owner, I guess, and like pawing at the sand. And when she goes out there... It looks like the dog's just laying down, but she goes to like pet it and it has no head. <laughs> yes, and that's when now everybody at the police station, the police detective, Polly's character, uh, I keep calling him Polly, Burt Young's character, Royko, a black guy who's like the de- one of the detectives, there's a white guy who's kind of a detective, and then there's, I guess the police chief is John Saxon. They all kind of come and go and are in different groups. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. They're, they're just cops. Like, yeah. the cops are on it. <laughs> and uh, John Saxon, again, like I say, famous people pop up in this. I mean, they don't, he's not like an A-list celebrity or whatever, but I certainly recognize him from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. He was oh, yeah. Heather Langenkamp's dad. Um, and some of the Italian movies that we've done, he's been He's in done a and, bunch. Yeah, he's yeah. done a lot of genre movies. Uh, and I like him, but he's just... Uh, Black Christmas? Oof. I don't want to say that he doesn't have any range. I don't know. I believe that he actually might. But it seems like he's always cast in yeah. the same role. Some cop. He could Some cop. Like, he could be playing Nancy's dad from Nightmare on Elm Street in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they moved, and now he works here. It's the <laughs> same character. Right. <laughs> right he's under the sand. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's very serious, and he wants to get to the bottom of it. And so, like, they're... 
like digging with what do you call those uh, like I, like excavators yeah, like yeah like backhoes mm-hmm. on the beach and um the kids there some reporter interviews these kids on the beach and they're like aren't you scared and they're like oh i don't know maybe it's so dumb but then they're like blood beach man like they're calling this Mm. blood beach and they're saying that there's a creature on blood beach but nobody really cares no the beach is chock full of people well he does call them out on that but you know but they are like this is it's such a this is one of a whole gaggle of movies that tried to capitalize on Jaws. Yeah. This movie is Jaws. It's just that the shark is in the sand and not in the water. And and just like in Jaws, the cops are kind of trying to keep it hush-hush, but people have been getting attacked by sharks, and it doesn't matter. Like, the beach right. is still thriving like yeah, people I, <laughs> are out there you talk about that the tagline on the poster is a takeoff on the jaws thing so dumb just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water you can't get to it <laughs> Ooh, <God. sighs> oh, you man. and i could brainstorm a better tagline in five minutes that was terrible but what? Uh, but I get it. Though? I get oh. it. No, I get it. Like th- they're capitalizing on it, and it makes sense. I get it. But it's just not. There's no suspense. No, and like even you, you don't even care when things happen. So Hoagie, who I've already mentioned, is the night harbor guard, and he and his girlfriend have a musical number. Two of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> In the movie, at a bar or something. Yeah. Hoagie's girlfriend leaves him. And goes walking on the beach because I think she sees an injured bird or something. So dumb. And then she legit gets attacked by a rapist. Basically. A rapist, right? Who tries to tear his shirt off. And so that's our TNA in the movie, by the way. I think that the implication is that this rapist has his dick out. Yeah, like he's ready for some raping, and he's got his <laughs> dick out. But she fights him. A little bit, and then he falls down face first on the ground. And I guess because his dick was already out, the monster just bites it clean off. Well, (laughs) this is so poorly staged, this thing, because he's been wrestling with her on the ground. He tears her shirt. She starts to get away, but she doesn't. She just kind of scampers up about six feet ahead of him and then turns around and pauses for a while. While he, like like a cartoon character, leering at her, is slowly crawling towards her in the sand. I mean, yeah. this girl just needs to stand up and walk away. Run, yeah. He's a kind of a fat guy. He can't chase you. He's just like, yeah. And then, like you said, starts screaming. And he turns over, and you see uh, him holding his crotch, and he's got blood everywhere. And then it pans over to a bloody hole in the ground. And then later, I there's... When the cops are back together again, sitting on the beach, a couple of kids run by and toss something at Royko and, and say, we found, <laughs> we his, found wiener. his wiener. <laughs> Was that supposed to be real? Did they really toss that guy's dick to the cop? I have no idea. Because he reacted like they did. Yeah, like he, re- like, at first I thought that, oh, it's just kids playing a joke. Like they threw him a hot dog or something. But then he acted like it was a cock. Like he was yeah. disgusted by it. It was so funny. And then <laughs> and then after this, we get Dr. Dimitri again, who we saw earlier, who had gave oh some God. opinion about the dog. And this guy, 
Oh my God, his style of um, of acting is really interesting. It's lots of long pauses to make himself sound smart. Did he have an accent? Because he reminded me of like in a spoof yes. where you would have like like a silly German scientist who would yes. explain things to you. It was like so over the top weird that I thought it was supposed to be a joke. It could be a creature who... <laughs> Perhaps came up from the sea, and now he's living <laughs> in moist places. I, it's it just, terrible! Oh my god! It is an evolution, like like it's an evolving. <laughs> he knows so nothing. No, he he's has an idiot. no evidence to go on. All they know is that some people are getting bit by something in the ground, and this guy comes up with all these crazy explanations. It was right after this. I have no context for it, but I just have in my notes, someone says, useless as whiskers on a sausage. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> what? Who wrote that? John <sighs> Saxon said it. I thought it was great. Somebody wrote that line, and they put it, in the movie, useless as whiskers on a sausage. I don't even know no. what he's talking about. No idea. But that was the most outstanding part. Like, that's the part of this. That's what I will take away. Jeffrey Bloom is the writer-director of this movie, and um, he wrote the screenplay for Flowers in the Attic. Yes, and directed it. That movie was pretty good, wasn't it? I thought... No, it's really not. But oh, I know. It? I know why you say that, because I was very fond of that movie as well as a child you and i have talked about doing it on the show and i really yeah. think that we should sometime because it's really not a horror movie but i feel like vc andrews was such a part of my adolescence those were the smut novels that i read uh-huh. and, and i read all i read that whole series except for the last one which was a prequel about the grandma i didn't care about that but i read that whole series and they're so smutty they are the smuttiest well, probably not. There's probably <laughs> smuttier. But they're the smuttiest stuff that I've ever read, and I loved them. It, like, you know, I'm, I'm like 13 years old reading about, like, torrid sex, and yeah. oh, man. And I really liked that movie, and this movie, I don't know. Honestly, if we ever do that movie, if we ever watch it again, the way that it's shot is pretty pedestrian. It's 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 kind of like this. It, it feels very mm. much like a TV movie. I just think that, that that story is compelling. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody knows how much I love Christy Swanson, but she was good in that movie. Mm. I, I really liked her. Um, and it was it was a compelling story. We're gonna have to get around to it. Much more compelling than this dumb movie. Oh yeah. And this dumb movie, this dumb movie where Harry is making dinner for himself. <laughs> well, first of all, he's talking to Catherine in a scene where the boom mic is clearly evident yeah. in the top of the frame. That's, come on, you guys. Reframe the shot. Do something. But then he's cooking dinner. Tell me that I saw this wrong. He has an enormous, at least three or four foot long loaf of bread. <laughs> and he yeah. pulls it out of the plastic bag, rips the end off of it, and then, if I'm not mistaken, takes a celery stick, shoves it into the bread, <laughs> and then takes a bite of it. Did that yeah. really happen? I'm pretty sure it happened, yeah. That was... Uh... 
Oh my god, this dinner scene. What the <laughs> fuck? Who does that? That is business. That is like I'm an actor and I don't have anything else to do and I'm going to shove this celery stick into this bread and take a bite of it. Oh, it was man. insane. Everything about this. Like this the movie is you know, Blood Beach, we've been talking about this monster, but really there's very little of this monster or these monster incidents in the movie. And when they do happen, they happen to people who we just met about a minute before they get sucked into the same. Except for this next one. Except for the next one. But my point is, we have to endure what is essentially two parallel stories going on here. This investigation, which is not an investigation no. because there's nothing to investigate. They dig them in the sand. Uh, they find an eyeball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not yet. That's later, this girl. Later. Yeah. They'll find, yeah, they'll find an eyeball in a minute. We'll get to that. And that's it. But, like, what else are they going to do? It's not like they've closed the beach. That's as much as they can do. An eyeball and a wiener. <laughs> These oh. are the things that they find. And then at some point, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. So this Marie, the girl, it. I, I, it was only because I think that I was watching this for the podcast that I would even know this because we barely met Marie in the beginning and then she shows up again. She's supposed to be meeting Harry for dinner, but her hat blows off onto the beach. Her bandit starts to get dragged. And it, I, this, it was so funny to me because it was oh clearly somebody was on the other side of the camera with a fishing pole. Yeah, pulling that hat along. There was no wind. No, but it looks- and it did not look like it was being blown at all. It looked like no. it was being dragged. So she chases it, and then she gets sucked in. Now, hold up. Okay, so because I watched this on a streaming service, and when the title came up, it said, Blood Beach Extended and Uncut. Did yours say that too? Not sure. It said something in German. That's what mine said. What I wonder, because I read that they had to cut some of the attack footage for the rating. I don't even know what it's rated. No way. Um, But in this scene, she is fully dressed. And then she gets pulled down under the sand. And there is a three-second scene of her writhing around in what appears to be an underground room? What? No, I didn't see this. Fully nude. What? Yes. Covered in blood and guck and fully nude, writhing around for like three seconds, and there's like one shot of the monster. So you can kind of see that it's kind of plant-like in nature. Whoa. You didn't see that? You would remember no, it if you had seen I it. I think that must have been something that was cut and that was put back in. It doesn't make any sense in the moment because she gets pulled down through the sand, fully clothed, nothing wrong with her, then immediately fully nude, covered in blood and gook, writhing around, and then cut to the next scene. Now, wow. ultimately, we find out that whatever this is is just keeping people somewhere. Mm. I'm mad about it because it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense no. um, she, because Marie doesn't show up for dinner. Harry goes over to Catherine's house and they have a lot of 
chemistry. I don't know, whatever. But then the next day, he comes out in his cute little shorts, and he finds Marie's car and her hat, and that's when they, they like, dig and they find her eyeball, and Polly, Polly's like, hey, uh, what color eyes did your girl have? I mean, head. <laughs> oh, no! Well, when Polly isn't talking about how they won't take this kind of shit in Chicago... Uh, he's making dumb quips like this. This is what I was trying to say. Is So you've got this thread. You've got this thread with the detectives that is silly because there's nothing really they can do and it's not going anywhere. But there sure is a lot of consternation. There's even meeting with the mayor, well, the council person or whatever, who's been withholding money from the police department and is bitching at them about how they're spending all this money to investigate and nothing's happening. So she's going to cut their money. And then because somebody famous crawls, oh, God, that's what happened. Somebody crawls out of the sewer. Yeah, a guy, a guy with a metal detector on the beach gets sucked down and his wife, like, talks to the police and stuff. Her Young's character. And that was such a bizarre scene. Again, I think they were trying to make it funny, but it went on really long. Okay. How about shoes? We'll start from the ground up. Was he wearing shoes? Oh, yes. Um, he was wearing his, his white mesh slip-on casuals with the, you know, the kind that have the rope. So. Oh, I know the kind. And, uh, and brown socks. The uh, nylon executive type. Well, me, madam, not familiar with those socks. Oh, I'm sorry. They're the um, they're the kind that come up fairly high, so that if you're, uh, if you're wearing a suit, you should happen to cross your legs. Well, then your your leg won't be showing. Okay, go on. Uh, blue and red Madras Bermudas, bleeding Madras. They were kind of old, but you know they were his favorite pair. They were still in good condition. But you know how with Madras, if after a few washings, you you know colors kind of start to fade together. Uh, that happens to me. Uh, any jewelry? Well, She's, w- she spends like ten minutes describing his clothing, yeah, in detail, and he's like amused by it. Oh my god! At, at some point, Harry like goes looking around the pier, and he finds like an underground lair. Yeah, but he doesn't find the creature, and so like he kind of walks away from it. But I think that we're to believe that the creature is down there. He just didn't find it, and then. The metal detector guy gets attacked, and they talk about how there have been lots of sightings of a monster, but they're all different descriptions. And then Polly eats a cheeseburger. Like, like that was a whole scene. Like, a whole scene of him eating a cheeseburger. That's true. And then the metal detector guy crawls out from a manhole. That was him? Yes, that was God, the metal detector no guy. Idea who this he guy crawls was. out from a manhole and he's all covered in gook and stuff. And then, like, the cops are talking to the press, and Polly <laughs> says to the press in a very callous way that he has significant—not he, not Polly, the the manhole guy. He says, "Yeah, the the, the doctors—they uh, don't know uh, when he'll be able to tell us anything because uh, he's got significant brain damage, and uh, he his tongue's ripped out." <laughs> What? Like a like a vegetable soup up there. What? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Like, what do you mean, brain damage? Yeah, like, like a like a vegetable soup. <laughs> what? What is happening? 
Why? Why is something, why is some creature pulling people down into the ground to excise specific body parts? (laughs) Body parts. That's true, right? Because, spoiler alert, we get to their... Oh, it's not a spoiler. Is it wet? Oh, bag lady. Who discovers... Hoagie. Oh, my God. Hoagie gives a monologue. This was hilarious to (laughs) me. so funny. For for some reason, Hoagie, who is this weird guy with a perm, who just... He's the night watchman for the harbor or whatever. But anytime he shows up, it's for a musical. He sings two songs in this movie. But then in this part, it's during the day, and he chases for reasons I don't understand. I guess the beach is closed. Yeah, yeah, the... The bag lady. The homeless lady is on the beach, and he follows her, and then he gives a long monologue. He's like, It's kind of sad the way things have changed. I'm so... You and me can still remember when all this was wide open down here. No fences, no trash, no whiskey bottles. Remember that? It wasn't too long ago. I used to come down here all the time, right here under the pier, just to sit and watch, listen to the waves pounding against those timbers. And then he gets pulled under the sands by whatever this creature is, and the homeless lady just watches. This is like the third person she's just stood by and watched get sucked into the sand. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And then Harry talks to the, the black cop. His name, I looked up his name on IMDb. It's like... Piantadosa, uh, Lieutenant Piantadosa, but they all just call him Piano. What? Mm-hmm. It, like, like they can't r- pronounce his name, so they just call him Piano. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But it, but Harry's like, oh yeah, there was this like uh, basement where we used to play when we were kids. What? It's like in an old building. I guess there used to be a merry-go-round. You know, it's one of these, like, pier-side attraction buildings or whatever that he just gets the urge to go and explore, as you had said earlier. But isn't it? The, yeah, it's the same place that he looked at before. Yeah, and, and I couldn't understand why he was interested in I mean, obviously, they had this, um, he and Kat were talking and had this really, really dumb back-and-forth conversation. It's got to... Have a place to go back to. Almost every living thing does, right? Every living thing within our imagination, yeah. You've got to be grounded to something. Reality and imagination. There haven't been any patterns, though, have there? Nothing. That anybody's been able to figure out. Hit and run. Here, there, anywhere. Not anywhere. Never above the ground. No. Above the ground. So, if you're right, if there is a place where this this lives, then chances are it's below sea level. And so then I think he's sort of hunting for places underground. He finds a cellar in that place and he goes under, but it's super dark. She's also there. They're there Well, she comes later. This was when he first came in and discovered it. He's walking through there and he finds something, but we don't see it. It's like a crack in the wall. Yeah. The light is coming through. 
But he doesn't even like investigate it. Like no, we we see it. Yeah, we see this crack in the wall with something like glowing behind it. Oh, and it zooms in on the crack and stuff. Like it's really significant. I'm waiting for something to happen or for a shadow to dance across it or something. Nothing. Nothing happens. But eventually they end up going back down there and independent of one another but at the same time like Catherine yes. goes down there I don't even remember why oh. she, she is just there stares she's walking along the beach she looks over at it and just kind of walks up to the chain link fence and kind of stares at it wistfully like it was a place she used to go to and was like huh maybe I'll go explore that the, and then she's in there and then Harry and Piano are there at the same time and then she discovers her mother's severed head and then a whole shelf of bodies and body parts fall fall. on her now come on what is happening todd i don't understand (laughs) i have no idea i like apparently this creature is not eating these people it's just a serial killer and it's keeping all of their bodies it doesn't make any sense. Taking pieces of them apart and stashing them in this shelf under the ground. And then that they're all down there, and that dumbass doctor is like, oh, look at this indentation on the floor. This is where it slept, and it will be back. Mm. So then uh, John Saxon's character is like, what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to come in here. I want 15 different cameras on this thing, and as soon as it surfaces... Uh, I want to be able to press a button and blow it up. So get demolition down here and wire this thing up. And so now <laughs> we're going into some surveillance room where they have, you know, eight monitors up. And everybody is staring at a black blob on the screen. I couldn't tell what this was, what they were looking at. They were could- supposed to be like infrared cameras or something. Just set up regular cameras. Like, what? Why does it have to be infrared? I don't know. Whatever. But they also they t- they talk about how they have found sixteen bodies, sixteen, and uh, uh, that's that's news to me. And then that dumb that dumb doctor talks to Polly and is like, Ugh, I I don't know what this creature is, but uh, maybe maybe it has regenerative properties uh if if we blow it up and it is in a million pieces then what happens to those million pieces jesus come on this is so stupid and they only so that say that so that then they're waiting for it to come back and it does and the creature arrives and screams the creature which to me looks like a paper mache flower. Yeah, I read somewhere that it looks like a Venus flytrap. No, it doesn't. Like, no, it, it, it's just a big gaping maw. It, it does look like a plant. Like that's that's also what's weird. Is it a plant? I don't know what no. it is. It looks like a giant flower, just a bunch of petals. Yeah, with like a like a uvula or like a dick in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't really move. It kind of like no. pivots around a little bit. The lights flash across it, and it screams, and it, it just appears. It's not like it emerges and opens up or starts snapping at people. No. It's just there. We see it for a mere seconds until Polly sneaks outside and triggers a series of bombs with his foot. There, What? 
is there's yeah. a foot trigger for the series what of- was the deal when the somebody was saying no stop him there was that was the doctor i think the the doctor is legit scared that if they blow it up then it's going to be in a million pieces and then it will regenerate which i believe we're led to think is true yeah because when it explodes it turns into a million tiny sparkly particles oh now i understand what that glitter going across the screen was i think that's i had no idea i just thought that was a creative like uh transition thing where they were trying to be stylish no i think that was supposed to be like the parts of the thing that blew up and are now spreading all over because the next thing we see is just a day at the beach and everybody's there and hanging out but next to everybody all these little holes start popping up even that was humorous because this sequence goes on forever it's like the horror movie that has the zinger at the end Mm, yeah right ah the monster's still there except this movie has seven zingers one right after the other oh you see a hole appear next to somebody now it pans next to somebody else and it pans around very very slowly and suddenly a hole appears and then it happens again and i was like Oh my God, come on. Do we really? Are they just extending this for time? And eventually the credits go. Yeah, no, I think it was it was supposed to be clever. You know, they exacerbated their problem. Now there are tons of these, whatever the f*** they are. God, this movie was, like, I feel like us talking about it, I hope so, listeners, that us talking about it was way more interesting than watching it. Don't watch this. It's bad. It's bad. It's boring. It commits the worst sin of just being boring. There's just a police procedural and this little drama between these two people who are clearly hot for each other anyway, that you don't care about their relationship or what happens to them. They're not interesting. Right. That's not to say that anybody in particular, especially the actors, it's not to say that anybody did a particularly bad job. Oh, no, they it's were, just the writing. They were fine. It was yeah. it's just a boring movie. The story is boring, and it's so low budget. Like, the concept is okay. Like, sure, like a, a sand shark kind of, and that's fine. Great. I'm down. But no, it's boring. Like, every once in a while, somebody gets sucked into the sand. You don't see anything. (sighs) It's terrible. (laughs) It's chock full of just mind-bogglingly filler scenes. Like, my favorite one, my favorite one was toward the end when the captain and the, what, piano, I guess, are standing and eating hot dogs. They're waiting for the monster or something like that. You know something, piano? What's that, Captain? Real men don't believe in monsters. No, sir. They don't. I remember that scene. Oh, my <laughs> God. just standing against a wall oh. eating hot dogs. What? Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, and I, we already said there was a whole other scene where what's-his-name was just eating a cheeseburger and talking about it. Like, <laughs> here's a scene. I'm going to eat this cheeseburger and talk about it. 
<laughs> oh my god! Well, god bless Burt Young. At least he got a pretty slick payday from this. I imagine because he's I in hope. it so much. He's got enough lines, and he can chew the scenery, being his guy. And he's he's basically a cameo. Like he doesn't. Yeah. The I said in the beginning, he doesn't contribute to the plot. Yeah, he steps on the trigger for the bomb at the ends, and that's significant to the plot. But that's it. That's. <sighs> He could just oh, yeah. that that whole character could just not even exist, and it wouldn't make any difference. That that could almost be said of any of these people. And, well, and I didn't, true. I didn't care. Like Harry was cute to look at in those little shorts, but I couldn't care less about him and Catherine. Get Catherine the f- out of here. Who cares? Nobody yeah. <laughs> cares about her. Her part has like, oh, she said about her mom, and then she her mom's head falls. Off. I don't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh my god, it's a bad movie. Well, we're not alone. The movie did not do well when it came out. It was it you're was kidding. Mostly- Critically panned. I think it got like a 17 or 13% on the Rotten Tomatoes score right now. People claim it has a cult following. Like you said, I'm sure that when you were four years old and you saw this, like Maybe. Uh, if you, you happened to, if you, if you were awake, if you could manage to stay awake through all this other bullshit, you would see somebody get sucked under the sand and think that's scary. That's it. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing interesting about this movie. I was bored watching it. Me too. I was almost so bored I was angry. That I oh, I was barely this. paying attention. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the internet. I'm like, eh, I'm not missing anything. Oh, oh man. Well. But, 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 but Bert Young. Bert <laughs> <laughs> Young. Tribute to you, sir. I And, and you know, in, in all seriousness, I have... Very much enjoy. You know, I haven't seen them in a lot, but I grew up with those Rocky movies, and I liked them. Um, of they're of varying quality, the sequels, but I enjoyed them all. Uh, and and honestly, like Sylvester Stallone seems like you look at him, you hear him talk, he seems like a big dummy, and he's not. He's a really smart guy, and he's a good writer. And those, you know, he wrote that first movie. Oh yeah. And and started it. And, and and I don't remember I know that he wrote at least a couple of the other ones. I know he wrote 3. And I I liked I liked them all. Even the silly ones like where he fights the Russian and mm. he has a robot and stuff. Oh, like yeah. I still enjoyed it and I really enjoyed Burt Young in those movies. He was an asshole. He played an asshole, but like the asshole who's your family and you also love Mm-hmm. And you because he he's he's, he's, a, a, he's a good asshole. guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a good guy. He's just the kind cynical. of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> but I did like him in those movies. Uh, Amityville Two was a crazy, crazy movie, and he was go watch that. He was he was great. He was great in it. He was so like mean. angry and scary. Like from the beginning, like even before the house started like having an effect on him, like as like as soon as they showed up, he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was fun to watch. So tribute to him, it, you know, in all earnest. Uh, props to Burt Young. This is a shitty movie. Don't watch it, but um, watch Amityville Two or the Rocky movies because uh, he's a fun guy to watch. Couldn't have said it better myself. 
Well, thank you again, listeners, for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. You can uh, look us up online. Just Google Two Guys in a Chainsaw Podcast. Find our website. Find all of our social media. Leave us a message. Let us know what you would like us to cover in the future. And also check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash chainsaw podcast and consider uh, throwing a few bucks our way each month. That will get you access to our unedited episodes as well as a lot of other goodies. We're putting mini-sodes up there. We're putting reviews up there. We have a lot of dialogue back and forth. And of course, you get to help shape the future of the podcast by choosing which requests we do. And we do have a month coming up, a theme month plan that was chosen by our patrons. It's going to be all Child's Play movies, so it's only going up from here. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With two guys and a chainsaw. Chainsaw.